You're listening to Coldo D Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Amen. Okay. Well, turn to Numbers chapter 33, if you would. What a blessing. Time of worship. You will lead us, Lord. Yes, you will. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. This morning, God's guidance and Numbers chapter 33, the travel log that God keeps of our lives, really. So, Father, we thank you so much for this time of worship today. With your people, Lord, a time of being together on Shabbat, O God, and we pray you open our eyes now to behold wonderful things from your word. Gale naiva avita niflaot metoratecha b'shem Yeshua Hamashiach, O God. We pray you bind every distraction in the name of Yeshua. We pray, Lord, you would help us focus. We pray every distraction would be bound and there'd be no, nothing that would deter you from speaking to our hearts. Lord, and getting through to us by your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit piercing through, getting through the, the, uh, distra- the, the, the uh, what is it, cobwebs, Lord, and the, uh, the things that would keep us from seeing clearly, Lord. We pray B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Yeah, what a great song to, uh, to lead us into this topic because there's, a, of course, this parsha, as Suzanne mentioned earlier, is a double parsha uh, today covers the last six chapters or seven chapters of the book of Numbers, and we're just going to focus on chapter 33 today where it mentions these are the journeys. I'll read the couple, first couple of verses. These are the journeys of B'nai Yisrael, Misei B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt by their divisions under the hand of Moses and Aaron, Moses recorded the stages of their journeys. And notice that phrase, Motsehem Lemesehem, at Adonai's command. And then that says, These then are their journeys of their stages. So it mentions the stages of their journeys, Motsehem Lemesehem, and then it says Mesehem, it reverses it, Mesehem Lemotsehem, their journeys of their stages. And journeys, the word journeys, Nasa, let's say the word Nasa, I can't see the, see the slides that you're hopefully seeing, but yeah, yeah there, there they are. David does such a great job. All right, just give David a hand. He, does so, he works so hard. David Gonzalez does. He is such an amazing, amazing servant of God. I couldn't have anyone working the slides or the music, and they said we couldn't have anyone that we uh, love better, you know, or have more confidence in. It puts more his heart and soul into it. Um, and... Uh, Anyway, so I can't see them, but I trust they're behind me. So, <laughs> nasa is the word for uh, journeys, and it's used three times in these few verses. Nasa means to travel. So, the travels, the travels, it means to move to a more appropriate place, to move to a more suitable place. Uh, 
maybe if we want to apply that, I mean, a better place to know and reveal God in what we're going to be talking about in a sense. And then the word yatsa, let's say yatsa, yatsa, this is the word for stages. Really, it means starting points. The, it's really the word means exits, to exit, yatsa, is, you know, actually in today, if you go to a theater in Israel, you'll see the word, you know, when you're leaving the theater, that's the yatsa, that's the exit. You know, you see, you, you're looking for the exit or in a, in a place you, you're going to see that yatsa, that you're going to look for that word, but you've got to get out of there. Exit. Uh, it means to come out. So, I don't know about you, but I love maps. Anyone here love maps? I love maps. I love it when someone says something, you know, mentions a place, and immediately I get out, you know, get out my Google, you know, start get on Google Maps. I want to see where that place is, or I'm watching something. I say, oh, I want to find out where exactly that's located. I love Google Maps. I mean, you can just find it anywhere in the world, you know. And uh, I mean, I would, I always say, I would, I'd look ten years younger if those years I worked with. Uh, when I work with the Chosen People Ministries, and I'd be have these all these maps of churches, I'd be trying to find church meetings, Gilbert, in in like these remote places of New York State, and the men, and in snowstorms, and and I'd be going over Pittsburgh's area, and going over bridges, and all these places. I'd be trying to find where am I going? This was, these were old days, and you didn't have Google Maps, you know. And I'd be trying to turn here, turn left there, and into the snow would be. I don't know how I lived through those. And how I didn't die in accidents. But uh, Google Maps is great. But uh, maybe they'll send me some money for that, that plug. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, um, but I love look, looking up the locations. And God keeps records of all our journeys. Isn't that amazing? Think about it. Chapter 33 of the book of Numbers is Israel's travel log in the Torah. Think about that. Now, Job 31.4 does not... He see my ways and count all my steps. God sees your ways, and he's counting all your steps. Just think about that for a minute. He sees, let's say that, he sees my ways. He's counting my steps. He counts all my steps. Thank God he does. We have a starting point. We have a starting point, and we have an ending point. We have an ending point. Okay? Life is not cyclical. Now, I don't want to take time to go into this. I mean, whether if, you know, theologically and philosophically, you know, whether, whether life is, you know, how we want to view things. But life is, whether it's really totally linear, but it's not like in an Eastern view really cyclical, you know, there's no really beginning and ending. We believe there's a beginning and ending. Maybe it's lineal cyclical, what's the word? Lineal cyclical in a sense, you know, but we're not going to go into that. But there is a beginning and an ending. And uh, thank God that there is, you know. Um, Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you, he might carry it on to completion until the day, oh, I, I, did I, oh, I, sorry, I, I misquoted that, till the day of Messiah Yeshua. Oh, okay, he will, yeah, he will. Okay, thank you. Thank you for helping me see that. He will carry it on to completion. Hallelujah. He will, he, will he? Will he? He will. You sure of that? Amen. All right. I'm, Paul says, I think, I think he will. 
No, I'm sure of this. Philippians 1.6. I'm sure he will, he who began the good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Messiah. Romans 8.28. Maybe you've heard of this verse before if you're a believer. Now, look, we take these words. I, I, had, a, I had a pastor at Bible college. I love it. He would say, he, when he would quote verses something, he said, you never heard this verse before. <laughs> Don't. He would that and he'd say, don't hear this, quote this verse like you like you heard it. Don't be familiar with the word of God. He would pound that into us. He'd say, don't, don't start quoting that verse like you've heard it before. And so he'd say, he'd say you, I want you to hear this verse like you've never heard it before. So we'd stop being familiar with the word of God, as he would say. So hear this verse that way. Let me do that. Uh, Romans 8, 28. Now we know, we know that how many things? All. All, get it, let's wait. Let's, all things, all things work together for good. Well, what's the condition? For who? For those who love God. Love God, yes, and are the called, are called according to his purpose. So today, travel, think about it. Travel is a very huge, multi-million dollar industry, really, right? A couple generations ago, however, think about it, people often rarely went beyond several uh, miles, really, of their birthplace unless they were forced to do so, either through because of persecution, right, or choosing to do so because of opportunity. Now, uh, many of us, if we're Jewish, we have most of our ancestors, because of persecution, had to leave their lands, and many of us, no matter what ancestry we come from, whether we're Jewish or not, had to leave in many cases because of persecution uh, and of hardship in lands and leave. And others left because of opportunity, either way. But many, if not, never left their birthplaces or went very far from it. But today, travel is so different, so easy. So we can't fathom the, the difference, really. But God is keeping our history, folks. God is keeping our history. Now, a record of all of it. Numbers chapter 33, let's look at it, verses 3 through 6 here. B'nai, the children of Israel set out from Ramses on the 15th day of the first month, the first day after Passover. They went out with a high hand in the sight of Egypt, of all Egypt. Now the Egyptians were burying those whom the Lord had struck down with among them. The Lord had brought judgments on all their firstborn of their gods. The children of Israel left Ramses and encamped at Sukkot. They departed from Sukkot and and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness, and so on. Now, if we read through all of these and we continue to go on, we see... And the lighting is not so good here, so it's very hard for me to see, especially as my eyesight gets worse. I don't know if it's just my eyesight in this small print. It's probably like a 12-point font Bible that I'm using here. Um, but it says they, I'm going to just try to read some of it. Look, skip through. I'm down to verse 8. They passed through the sea in the wilderness. They traveled three days' journey into the wilderness. They camped at Marah, verse 8, Marah to Elim, uh, 12 palms Palms of, uh, let's see, palm trees at Elim, etc. Sea of Reeds mentions many different places. And all the, the Sinai in the wilderness, then 
the town that you're from in verse 16, Kibroth Ha'ata'ava. Is anyone from that town? Kibroth Ha'ata'ava. Okay, it's a long name. All right, but all these places. But if we read through this whole, we read through this whole chapter, and maybe you'll do it. You'll go home on Shabbat this nice afternoon. You don't have a lot, too much planned. Maybe before you'll read through it. I want you to think about it. You'll read through all of it, the blessings, the highs, like verse 9, like we said, and the testings, the lows, the 9, like 9, the highs, uh, and then the testings in verse 14, the water to drink. And then they could, places they couldn't even pronounce, like we said. And then uh, verses 17 through 30, we read, life can seem in 17 through 30, very boring sometimes. A lot of places that not much happened. Some places, many things happened. Other places, not. Life can seem sometimes very monotonous. Now, the last stop is along the Jordan across from Jericho, where the Lord addressed them regarding taking possession of the new land. And that's verse 49. Verse 49. You see that? Verse 49. Let's see. They, oops, I skipped, I'm in the wrong spot. 49, down here, cross, yeah, Moab across the Jordan. They encamped along the Jordan from Beth Jeshemoth to Abel Shittim. So God gives direction there, and he reiterates his instructions just at the correct time. So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs mentions to be a Jew is to be on a journey. That is how the Jewish story began with Abraham, when Abraham first heard the words Lech Lecha. What's Lech Lecha? Where, did, where do we hear that in the Bible? Genesis 12, right? 12, God said, Lech Lecha, go out, go, go, go to go forth, right? Uh, go forth from your family. When, with their call to leave where he was and travel to the land, I will show you. That is how it began Again, in the days of Moses, he says, when the family had come from a people, had become rather a people. And that is the point almost endlessly repeated in Parashat Masse. They set out from X and camped at Y. They set out from Y and camped at Z, and so on. Forty-two stages in a journey of 40 years. We are the people who travel. We are the people who do not stand still. We are the people for whom time itself is a journey through the wilderness in search of, a promise, of the promised land, he says. So notice, these were not wanderings, not aimless movements. They were designated stops directed by the Lord, directed by Hashem each offering something different for the Jewish nation. Every place had a unique and different name because each had a unique and different experience that was crucial in defining Israel in a way that would allow us to carry that experience with us forever. It was not too dissimilar to our own experiences of travel and the manner in which we can recall how each place had its distinctive impressions 
atmosphere and impact on our lives when we travel even in our own day. Now, whether we post them on Facebook or Instagram, some do, or compile them in a photo book at home, which we are doing less and less these days, but wherever we travel, these experiences are imprinted on our souls, if you think about it, aren't they? Now, the Jewish people, throughout all our travels in history and across the globe, have learned wherever we have been to adapt and to absorb each locale. And also, not only to adapt and absorb it, but to influence it. To influence it. And that is because God called the Jewish people to be a light to the world. And so he has called all of us, right? Jew and Gentile, as followers of Messiah, right? To be a light to the world. Yeshua said, you are the light of the world, right? We are his light in the world. We are in Ephesians 5, 8 as well. We are his light to the world. So that's why we are here, to influence the world, the light of the world. Rabbi Sachs says, we are all on a journey, and we must all rest from time to time. That dialectic, he says, between setting out and encamping, walking and standing still. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, and your dwelling places, Israel. Numbers 24, verse 5. We have tents and we have dwelling places. We have both. Now, in traveling, sometimes we get stuck in this life. Maybe we think 35 stops is enough. But staying at 35 will not allow us to grow. Again, in chapter 33 here, how many stops are mentioned? 42. 42 stops. And I'll mention more about that in a minute. So, but 35 is not enough. It won't allow us to grow. And we sometimes think, well, that's enough. I've grown enough. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. It's not enough. It won't allow us to grow enough. It's not enough for us to grow, not to know the Lord. We are called to know the Lord. Listen to Hosea chapter 6. Come, let us return to the Lord. For he is torn, but he will heal us. Please listen closely. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he is torn, but he will heal us. He has smitten, but he will bind us up. Who smitten? Who smote? The Lord did. Who has done it? Who has torn? He has, but who will heal us? He will, if we'll come to him. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, and we will live in his presence. So let us know, let us strive, let us press on to know the Lord. This was a, a, power, a favorite verse for me when I was a, a young believer. Hosea 6, verse 3. This isn't going to be real long, so you can hang, you can hang in there, some of you. You can hang in. This is not going to be that long. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Some of it might be our first time. This isn't going to be a 60-minute sermon. This is going to be a 30-minute sermon. All right, here we go. And you'll get something out of it. All right. <laughs> Let us press on to know the Lord. 
And I remember that verse meaning so much to me, uh, you know, because we're here to know the living God, to come to know the living God. We have, you have been created to know him. This is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, whom he has sent. John 17, 3, right? We're created to know God. We're created to have a relationship with the living God. And, and so God says, listen, something's happened in your life, I, you know, and you've, and, you've, and you've been broken. But you know what? If I'm, I'm going to heal you and you're going to be better for it. And so these stops in our lives, and these, this part of this tra- traveling is all about that. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. Like the dawn, his going forth is certain. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter rain watering the earth. Just like in sports and exercise and anything, no pain, no what? No gain, right? Unfortunately, that's the way it works. Philippians 3, 8 through 10, more than that, Paul says, I consider all things to be loss in comparison to the surpassing value of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I consider them but garbage in order that I might gain Messiah and be found in him, not having my righteousness derived from Torah, but one that is through trusting in Messiah, the righteousness of from God tr- based on trust. My aim, my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. I want to know him, Paul said. That's it. That's what it's all about. I want to know him and I count everything else, but table, tra- it's much worse than that. It's scubalon. It's much worse than that, that word in the Greek. It's, it's uh, we won't say it. It's, it's sort of like a Anyway, never mind, I won't say. All right, so when you go to the bathroom. So, um, and worse. So, um, Philippians 3. Paul says, I want to know him, and that's what it's all about. Listen, my true home is God. God is my true home, right? Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, there's nothing I desire upon the earth. Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven? 42 stops, 42 pit stops, so to speak, 42 starting points, if you will. And it's interesting, the word, there's many numerical things we could mention about 42, but I love, the, I love this one that, Ehiyeh asher Ehiyeh, from Exodus 3, 14, when God said to Moses, I will be who I will be, Ehiyeh asher Ehiyeh. I will be Ehiyeh, Ehiyeh twice, Ehiyeh is 21, 21 twice, 42. I will be, I will be, God says. God, 42, it's all me. Now, travel is beneficial because going to different places offers us different experiences. It expands our horizons, both literally and figuratively. Rabbi Svi says, coming face-to-face with another environment and culture gives us a different perspective, which in turn makes us look at ourselves in a different light. It can often lead to a reevaluation of many things we take for granted in our lives. So true, isn't it? Too often we get locked into the values of our, fami- of our familiar and imminent surroundings. Boy, that's so true. We think the way we view the world or how we were brought up is the, is the be-all and end-all of existence. 
coming in contact with a place or group of people with a whole different set of values forces us to question and refine our own. Indeed, throughout Jewish history, our greatest leaders and pioneers, the forefathers and mothers, as well as Moses, were forced to travel far from their birthplace. It was a crucial and necessary step and route in creating their greatness. And needless to say, it was key in developing their dependence upon God and God expanding them so that he could use them to be what, make them what they were, to reveal him. Rabbi Sachs says, life is a journey, not a destination. We should never stand still. Instead, we should constantly set ourselves new challenges that take us out of our comfort zone. Life is growth. So, 42 pit stops in 40 years. 14, interesting, 14 in the first year, 8 of these in the last year. All right, get this, 14 in the first year, 8 in the last year. So only 20 in the whole middle 38 years. So moving only every other year. Millions of people surviving far from civilization. So really, a lot of the middle years, not as much happening as the first and last. But they are not the first, but they are not first really stops, but exits. Really, they're starting points. God is recording. Uh, let me repeat that. They're not really, even though I, these, sometimes their people are, these rabbis are calling them stops, but really they are not first pit stops, but exits. Again, remember, yatsa. They're starting points. God is recording our steps of faith first, as well as our breaks in between. He sees our steps of faith obedience, of trust, and our stops to rest. All are recorded in heaven. Our steps of trust and our stops of rest. I'm going to repeat that again. He sees our steps of faith obedience of trust and our stops of rest. All recorded. Our steps of trust and our stops of rest. When you take a step of trust and when you stop of rest as well. All it's recorded. Everything. Everything's recorded. 42 stations. So, I'm finishing. It's a short message today. Which step or stop am I at right now? Today. Number 30? Number 25? Number 15? Some of us here are young. Some of us here are older. Some of us here are really young like I am. Some of us here are older like you are. No. <laughs> Some of us. Well, what stop or, number stop are you in? Number five? You're, you're really young. Number 40? Seriously? You're more like me. Number 40? Or am I, 
Am I at the bitter waters of Marah? That's, that's in verse 8. The bitter waters of Marah. Wow. Those were, that was a tough time. No water to drink. No water. Where are we going to get water? Well, look to Moses. The, the, he's going to hit the rock. Or at the 12 springs and the 70 palm trees. Ah, wow, there's the, there's the provision. In Elim, verses 8 and 9. Am I at Rephidim, where Moses, I'm sorry, Marah wasn't where the water from the rock. At Rephidim, where Moses brought water from the rock, and the Lord, and, and there also Amalek came against Israel, and the Lord defeated the enemy. Or at Kibroth Hata'ava, where the Lord struck the people with a plague because of their greed, verses 15 and 16, and it happened. They got so greedy, but they came back around. He, he restored them, but they got disciplined. The last station was the plains of Moab along the Jordan River, overlooking the promised land which they were about to enter. And that's our last stop, folks, until we step or restart really there. It's a restart. But those who wait for the Lord, Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Let's say it, read it together. But those who wait for Adonai will renew their strength. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And then Hebrews 13, 14. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the one. That is to come. Where are we? Amen. Where are we in that, in that, those 42 stops? God's recording it all. It's a travelogue. And thank God, he's recording all of our stops, all our starting points, our steps of faith, our stops of rest. Thank you, Lord, that you are. Thank you, Lord, that we're in this travelogue of life, God, following you, walking with you. And you're, 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 you're not only guiding us, watching it all. Thank you, Lord. But you're excited with us as you're guiding us at all, all of it, through all of it. You see all our ways. You count all our steps. Thank you, Lord. You're delighted with our every step of faith. We, every time we trust you, every time we fall and you pick us back up, every time, Lord, Lord, that we you come through, every time we blunder it and Maybe you have to discipline us, but, Lord, we come back. You restore us. Thank you, Lord, that in order to grow, thank you, God, in order to grow, Lord, that we have to move. We can't stay stationary. Thank you in order to expand, Lord, we have to move. Thank you, Lord, that it's part of it. And thank you, God, that we can grow to know you and reveal you that much more. We bless you and thank you for this privilege and opportunity here below in this planet in this time. We bless you and thank you. B'Shem Yeshua. Baruch Hashem. If you've never come to know Yeshua, 
put your faith in him, to trust Yeshua today. Francis, you had a verse. I just want to share very quickly. Um, when he talked about uh, stages, places, our journey, and that there is an exit, um, he just remind me when I share when our son Samuel died because um, the Lord has promised me Jeremiah 29 for him, 29, 11. And it's a beautiful verse, but you need to read it very carefully because it says, it says, I know the thoughts that I have for you, promise and all this and all that. But he has promised also to give us an end, an end with him and not the way that we wanted to. So I remember, I said, God, but you have given me this promise. And I remember going back and read it. And I'm just going to read. I read the Amplified because English is not my first language. So I need to have all the meaning possible. And I'm just going to read this verse. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome, to give us hope in our final outcome. That was for my son. That's what God had tested. He had been through a journey. He had many stops, and many of the stops in his journey were very difficult. The last one were the worst. But I am so relieved and so thankful and so grateful to God that even though in my human mind I don't understand why he's not here for me, he knew better. Mm. He knew that he needs to be there right now where he is. Mm. And you know, that's my mission now. Mm. My mission is that you can see God through me so that you can get God also in your own personal life. And that one day you will be with me celebrating him all the time and there's not going to be more sadness and all that but we all need to go through a journey we need to be broken because that's the only place that we can really be quiet and see God operating and even if in our finite mind we don't understand right now what things happen this way there is a reason that we cannot understand and he's faithful, and he always comes through. Wow. Wow. Praise you, God. Yiverechicha Adonai v'yishmorecha Ya'er Adonai p'navelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai p'navelecha V'yasem lecha shalom B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar HaShalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his, faith, his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.